It's game time. I hope you're ready for this one. This one blew my mind and oh my God, I'm still learning from it and there's so much I need to change in my life thanks to what I now know. Uh, All right, let's get into this. I'm Morgan Tioka. This is the Challenge Her podcast. This is the Challenge Her podcast. Okay, social media. I feel honestly like the biggest idiot trying to project social media issues uh, when I'm so much a part of this problem and so addicted to my phone. So please know I'm not preaching to you. I'm just sort of unraveling what I've just learnt and it's half killing me and half just stunted me because I thought I was growing so well and now I'm just like whoa like there's so much more you need to do but it's positive in ways and then in other ways you're just like okay wow really didn't know this so I always understood technology and I understood social media in the fact that it's been created to keep us online and to keep us engaged and to keep us wanting more. So it's that if or then model. If I get this, then I will feel happy. Once I get this, then I will feel happy. Once I look like this, then I will feel happy. And that's why they've created it. And that's why TikTok can be so addictive and Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, etc. Anyway, I was listening to this podcast, so I was on a bit of a Florence Given train after going back and reading the Sunday Sunday Times bestseller, Women Don't Owe You Pretty, and she does a podcast with Larissa May. Okay, so Larissa May has created, she's a public speaker, and she's on a mission to raise awareness and break down the barriers surrounding social entrepreneurship for Gen Zs and understanding digital media use. So on her website, I'm just going to read her statement and what she says. The 20-year-long experiment has concluded that the delicacy of the mind must coexist in harmony with the platforms that we create. Kids are handed phones before they can read, replacing many of our basic human needs. Did you know that the next gen will spend more than five years on their phone by the time they reach their early 20s? A new generation of young people has a power to rewrite this story. I've spent the last five years of my journey investigating the relationship between technology, mental health and human connection. I travel to schools around the US to speak and spend my nights and weekends engaging with youth in different cities around the world. My conclusion was that the systems were not in place for kids to develop healthy relationships with technology from the start. The ecosystem of creators and consumers can only flourish with a series of checks and balances. Our relationship with technology are learned. It is my mission to empower youth to engage in technology with intention, connection and fight for a brighter future. I've been coined as a digital wellness activist by Times, Forbes, Refinery, Good Morning America and CNN. Half the Story was the first youth organisation to lead the conversation surrounding digital wellness and build a collective of youth around the globe and fight for the future. We've just started. Let's play hardball. Okay, so 
Holy Mac. She's changing my world already and there's so much I need to do. So in this podcast, that was a background of her. She talks about the difference between connection and connected. And she said, there is a huge misunderstanding between what connection looks like and what connected looks like. It's really understanding that from her story, she was a fashion blogger and online she had this incredible positive view about her but offline she was dealing with depression and social isolation and she said that once she was able to recover herself she said I decided that I wanted to use social media as a tool and a weapon to help empower our future and be a part of the solution of how we're going to deal with social media. She says that Loneliness is at its biggest state and we're in the most connected era that we've ever been in, yet so many people are isolated. And understanding the difference between connection and connected is vital. She said more than five hours a day, we are connecting online to these ideas and realities that don't exactly exist and we spend our lives chasing them. She says, connecting gets in the way of all things that we need to be human. Human connection, moving our bodies and taking care of our mental and physical health. The more you isolate yourself from people and the real world, the more isolated you will be. It's the great paradox that we now live in. She explains, connection is the ability to feel emotionally, physically and psychologically connected to another human being. It's that sense of heart, that sense of belonging. We're connected, it starts in your mind. And the trick is to understand that when you feel like you're connecting with people, you're actually numbing and you can be very distracted in this space. It distracts us from our thoughts and emotions. Next time you go on online, ask yourself, Am I here to create connection with another human being or am I here to numb? Am I here to connect? It's so interesting. It's around intention and she talks through what that looks like. She says it's all about having that self-awareness and intention of why we're going on there. When she speaks to Florence, Florence then relates back to Brene Brown and says it's similar to the difference between belonging and fitting in. On the outside, they look similar, but when you know and understand the why and the reasoning behind the words, they're the polar opposites. Belonging is feeling like you don't have to change who you are to be a part of a group, and fitting in is changing exactly who you are to fit into that place and those people. You know, it's understanding that we need to make sure we are un- we know and are aware of why we're getting online. We have this clear purpose and intention that when we get online, we're getting online to connect with somebody and and or create, sorry. We're getting online to connect with somebody to create something or to engage in something, music, mindfulness, watching videos that are going to help improve my you know instructional my playing on guitar or tutoring you know 
and then understanding that you know once you don't have an intention if you're just dooms whole scrolling she calls it that's when we have to really readjust because we tend to leave the space numbing and not feeling good about ourselves she says the possibility is beautiful you know it's not about abstinence it's not about not having any digital media but it's about understanding our intention behind how we access digital media and how it helps us she said if you understand the emotional entry point into connecting online so if you can see when you're going on to seek validation or you're going on to numb you understand that the outcome is that you're going to leave feeling less than you're going to leave not feeling good about yourself because you're trying to seek that validation she says when you go on with that understanding of engagement to make a connection with somebody to create something beautiful you end up leaving with a beautiful sense of self I really love it she then goes on to say what is the end game what is the end game of going on seeking validation you know the end game to amazing heaps of followers to heaps of likes to looking a certain way to living up to these unrealistic expectations you know chasing this life that doesn't exist it's a gadget this gadget will not give you self-assurance the digital world is so vital for us to figure out how we are going to use it. It is powerful space. I don't know why I'm not articulating my words probably. It is a powerful space, sorry. And it's a space where we need to make real clear intentions about how we're using it. So that's what she pretty much said in a nutshell. And personally... I reckon on a daily basis I'll find myself scrolling mindlessly, numbing, dooms hole scrolling at least at least four to five times a day, minimum. And she's right, I never leave feeling good. I leave feeling like I've just wasted time, quality time I could have spent doing something else. But for some reason, my negative habits, I, I'm doing it now and I'm doing it without even thinking about it. So it's just becoming really self-aware, being present and understanding that every time I pick up my phone, I need to have an intention. And if I don't have a clear intention as to why I'm going to use it, I'm going to try and put it back down. Well, this is going to be hard. <laughs> this is going to be really hard. But you know what? If you don't grow, you'll never know. And... I just think if I'm going to voice this and verbalize this, then I'm definitely going to have to practice this because you don't preach what you're not willing to practice. So that's me, 11 minutes of short discussion, but I hope you can see value. And we have a huge issue on our hands with social media and how we can help our young ones and our adults see that this is not their life. That, that online picture of the world is not reality. You know, we put up our best selves online and that's not clear and honest and vulnerable. It's not our true selves. And it goes back to a previous podcast I did just around algorithms. You know, my phone now, when I do go on social media, I can see some incredible things, amazing 
female empowerment, amazing mindset work, amazing books coming out. There is really cool stuff on my social media, but that's because I've gone through and culled out models, influences, anything that's unrealistic or doesn't make me feel good about myself or doesn't help me grow, I've deleted them. And did I want to at the time? Probably not. Part of me does want to see that because part of me does want to see how I could make myself look nice or be prettier to help myself worth, you know, when I was following them. But now I just love feeling empowered every day. I love seeing passionate women be their true selves. I love seeing assertive, strong, brave women. And I think that because that's now constantly seen on my social media, I'm constantly motivated, I'm excited and I'm determined to make a difference. It's a long process and it's never ending and I hope, to be honest, I hope I'm doing this till I'm 60 and 70 and I've genuinely made some type of significant impact on someone's lives but this is definitely a space where we've got to make sure that if we're going to project this and I was actually talking to Glenn about this the other day, if we're going to be willing to project this on social media to be vulnerable and to be honest and brave, we must practice it. We must show self-care and have empathy, but we must consistently try. If I can consistently try, eventually good things will happen for me. Eventually I will change in that space and I do believe everything does happen for a reason. You know, I'm going to live a value-based life and I'm going to make sure that every time I do make a decision, good one or bad one, I learn and I keep moving forward. Wow, the digital space is a little bit scary. But I just think if we can keep promoting these amazing people, Larissa May, who I'm probably going to look into now and read a lot more of and see what her strategies and her programs look like, I genuinely think that we are always going to be better off. I hope you learn from that and I hope that that helps in some way, shape or form. Please send through any feedback you have. I'm open to anything and everything. I hope you guys have a good night. Cheers. You've been listening to the Challenge Her podcast with Morgan Tioka. Follow, rate and share to help empower and educate young women.